0: Hi, this is John Deek with 25 years of The Very Young Composers, which is a program of the New York Philharmonic. This by the way is music from Maya Lubetsky's Night Sky. This is Scene 8, An Alaskan State of Mind. This scene will take us far from Michigan, but will it take us any closer to the founding of The Very Young Composers? Well, in a significant way, yes. So first, what were the lessons I learned from the Interlochen experience? Although I was overjoyed to be leaving the place, and although I knew that teaching in an academic environment was not going to be the course of my contribution to the art, I had to admit that there were positive things I learned. I learned I loved working with young people, but in this environment, even aside from what I perceived as Dr. Johnson's bullying style, sorry, It was about me, too, because clearly I had a bit of a problem with authority figures. Hmm, true. Now there's good and bad with that quality. Now one might say that this tends to make one more likely to be independent, rebellious, and perhaps innovative, but the downside of this quality for a musician is obvious. Especially for a symphony musician, a special quality of tremendous self-motivation and endless hours of self disciplined practice are required only to surrender oneself to a large group and especially to a conductor upon joining an orchestra. And even more complex is the fact that it is not so easy as to simply follow the conductor. One must also fit one's sound precisely with one's neighbors and section leader. For the most part, players in an orchestra cannot even decide on their own when to breathe or which direction to move their own bow. The command to give up all this freedom and yet play expressively and powerfully with the others requires the highest degree of discipline and self-restraint. This exquisite and ever-changing balance, when it functions well, is the hallmark of a great orchestra, and as I always say, one of the great achievements of human society. Yes, it's difficult, but the quality which holds this vast complexity of human thought together is the love and devotion to the music itself. Now, how did I ever manage to fit into this construct? I had thought that with my own strong desire for independence, to be alone, to think alone, and to follow my own path, that the last place on earth I would find myself functioning at my very best would be that very symphony orchestra. How did I manage to follow this path to the orchestra? How indeed it would remain for several more years for me to find out And I'll return to the discussion again and again during these scenes. So, leaving Interlaken in the spring of 1967, I felt like I was being let out of a dungeon, gulping in the fresh air, sunshine, and hearing the joyful sound of laughter. As it happened, my last engagement with the place was the most wonderful— The Chicago Little Symphony was engaged to play in Anchorage, Alaska, for the festivities of the centennial of Alaska's purchase from the Russians. Seward's folly, as it was originally derided. In 1867, that is, right after the Civil War, Secretary of State William H. Seward negotiated to buy Alaska from the Russian Tsars for seven million dollars. Aside from his being criticized for spending all that money for a wilderness, I've always wondered in amazement how in heaven's name it occurs to people that one can conquer or buy the earth in the first place. I mean, the earth owns us, not the other way around, isn't that true?" Anyway, as I was saying, the incredible synergy of great music and stupendous mountains once again came together. Robert Shaw, the conductor of the world-famous chorale, in his name also of the Atlanta Symphony, led a performance of Benjamin Britten's War Requiem, a monumental work with orchestra, chamber orchestra, soloists, chorus, and boys' choir. The Chicago Little Symphony, all 18 of us, we were the chamber orchestra. I found Britain's work profoundly moving and Shaw's directing of it inspiring. I wondered at the time how, as a composer, I might characterize the Vietnam War in music, since, as I say, I was so opposed to it. Hmm... But anyway, still, imagine, we were in Alaska, the greatest, most wild place in North America, only a few years after the great earthquake of 1964, yay, and 12 years before the horrific North Slope oil pipeline was carved into the landscape. (laughs) I hated that the license plates boasted Alaska, the last frontier, as if it were there just for us to conquer, consume, and despoil. Well, again, anyway, (laughs) I was overjoyed to be there. I could not contain myself. The Chugach Mountains began right outside the city limits of Anchorage. On my day off, I got up and left the home of the people where I was staying on Birch Street about 4 a.m. in the endless daylight, because it was June, right, the summer solstice, and I just started walking right into the range. But before I could start climbing, I had to traverse an infested swamp, <laughs> another swamp, remember the Capital Peak climb back in Scene 6? Anyway, it was black fly season, and any of you who ever experienced northern black flies know that they can be so thick and vicious. And in this case, I was driven almost insane trying to swat them, but I had to reach those mountains. As soon as I started walking uphill, the flies disappeared and I was above tree line. As I rounded over the first mountain, the blazing whiteness of the mighty Chugach spread before me. And to the west, in back of me, the Susitna Range, at that time unexplored. And to the north of me, good God, there rose Mount McKinley, Denali, the 20,300-foot summit of North America— I resolved some day to climb that mountain, though I couldn't see how it could be done. It looked so impossible. Coming back through the Chugach Mountains, though I was covered with black fly bites and scratches, I'd forgotten to rub pine sap on myself. (laughs) Oh, well. Still, my feet hardly touched the ground. I was so transported. And when I got back to work, I tore into the Britain War Requiem with renewed fervor. I felt like I was communicating directly with Benjamin Britton and with Robert Shaw and the other musicians and glorying in the magnificent choirs. How many more stories I'd love to tell about those two short weeks in that overpowering land. On top of all this, we were on our way to Italy. Woo!